WBNE. Hello, and welcome to episode 137, all about memes, being the 137th part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. And today I'm joined by Christy Pride. She is host of the podcast, You Have My Sword, and owner of chain mail company, Airmail. Welcome, Christy. Welcome to me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's good to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. I stumbled across your podcast on Instagram and I went to your podcast website and I knew that we would get along (laughs) and that being like we just started the episode but we've been talking for a full 20 minutes before we even started it so (laughs) I was correcting that but I knew we would get along because the description of your podcast says we'll talk about things like Numenorians do men even deserve rights Tom Bombadil ultimate wife guy (laughs) Baron and Luthien, a better love story than Twilight. Yes, I'll tell you why the Eagles couldn't fly the ring to Mordor. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And I just did that episode, actually. So, uh, And I was like, we have the same brand of humor, I believe. And I, I think we approach Lord of the Rings similarly. So... This would be a great episode to have someone on to to discuss this topic. Um, I was thrilled when you followed me on Instagram. Um, One, just because it's exciting when anything like Tolkien related follows me on on Instagram, especially my personal account. And uh, and then I was like, oh, shit, a girl doing a Lord of the Rings podcast, right? <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, it was just like very exciting to me. I love to see it. So, and then you reached out to me and I was like, no way. <laughs> see, that's, that's how I get, that's how I get my guests. I do like full internet stalking and then I'll follow them so that like they get a new notification and then hopefully they'll follow me back. And then that's when I send them a DM because if they, if you don't follow each other, sometimes it goes into like DM requests or they don't always see it or they might have things muted. So I, I've learned like the full scope of like internet stalking for oh this my podcast. Gosh, that is so funny. That is yeah. so funny. That is the way to do it, though. <laughs> Why don't you tell me and the listeners how you got into Lord of the Rings and a bit about like, have you are you like totally deep into Tolkien and you've done like Silmarillion stuff? Are you just a movie fan? What's all that like? Oh, my gosh. OK, so I guess my origin story with um, uh, Tolkien's material would be eighth grade. So in eighth grade, uh, The Hobbit was required reading, right? You know, when they forced you to read books in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I loved reading as a kid. I loved seeing what the required reading book of the month was, you know, and we got The Hobbit and I was like, oh, okay. And so, you know, it was eighth grade and I was into stuff like anime and video games at the time and Dungeons and Dragons. So I was like, kind of into fantasy because of that, but I wasn't into like high fantasy or like deep into reading fantasy books. And so I read The Hobbit and when we got the book, we got the book a week before we started reading it in class. And I had finished it before we started reading it in class. So I was obsessed with it. My teacher saw this, right? And was like, oh, you already finished the book. And I was like, yeah, it's so good. Are there more Hobbit books? And my teacher was like, no, but there is more by this author that takes place in the same universe. So my eighth grade teacher 
gave me all of the Lord of the Rings books. Not the Silmarillion. That was probably a little above my head as an eighth grader, but did get- It's above my head as a (laughs) (laughs) 26-year-old. And so gifted me, like gave me their copies of- Wow. Lord of the Rings. And I like blew through that. I I think I read them like three times that year in eighth grade. That's incredibly impressive for an eighth grader. I looking back, I was like, who was she? Because (laughs) now when people are like, oh, I tried to read Lord of the Rings. I'm in my thirties. The prose is so difficult. I'm like, yeah, I totally get it. Audiobook that. If you can't read it, I totally get it. It's so much different because it was written so long ago, you know, and his writing style Mm -hmm. is different. And, you know, The Hobbit is a little more like I would say like, like almost young adult. It was written for kids. Yeah. Oh, The Hobbit is much easier to read. That is totally more appropriate for required school reading than Lord of the Rings. Exactly. And so um, I I read Lord of the Rings though, and it was difficult, but I found it to be really cool. And that kind of like set the tone for me being a very pretentious high schooler in regards to, <laughs> in regards to literature. So that's when I started reading a lot of fantasy was probably high school because of The Hobbit and my teacher gifting me uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, and then I, I just loved it. I was like the the like high schooler drawing uh, both anime fan art and Lord of the Rings fan art of like how I pictured the characters in my head. Um, and I, not to date myself, but this is before the films came out. So I didn't have like the cast to draw fan art from. Right. I was mm-hmm. straight up just like, this is what Gandalf looks like to me. You know, it was like my head canon. And so, yeah. And then it was, probably after high school when I got into the Silmarillion and I loved it. And I have read the Silmarillion more than I've read the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. I love it. I love it. And my favorite work of Tolkien's is uh, Baron and Luthien, Mm -hmm. um, which is like really like, like a niche story. I think I have a Baron and Luthien tattoo. I'm like deep in it. Um, So yeah. And I just like really got into the lore and I would, I mean, I I know a lot about Lord of the Rings. So I'm like deep, deep, deep in it. It is like part of my personality and um, it kickstarted my obsession with with fantasy. That's really wonderful, man. Shout out to all the teachers out there who, who can, in a classroom full of students, you know, in an underfunded world, they're underpaid and overworked. They can look in a sea of students and pick out, be like, that one's going to be a nerd. Let me yeah. give them this book. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, like so much love to teachers. I look back and like, I don't think most kids like love school, but like I weirdly did. Um, and it was because I just got really lucky and had really good teachers, primarily English teachers, um, you know, and I went on to be like an English major in college. So um, yeah, I was very touched by all of my English teachers and it, was very special. Um, and I think teachers can make a huge difference in, in kids' lives. Um, I mean, my, my life was truly like not to be corny, but my life was truly changed by those books being gifted to me. Yeah. It's really weird to look back on moments and be like, that changed my life. My life changed when I tweeted. That's what I'm talking about is a great name for a Lord of the Rings podcast. (laughs) And then I did it. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. That is so funny. That is 
very similar to how I started my podcast. I yeah. I tweeted a joke I for, and I forget even the exact tweet, but it started as a tweet where I was like, how funny would it be if I did like an ASMR uh, Lord of the Rings podcast where I just read the, where I like I whisper read the Silmarillion and, <laughs> and, and everybody was like, actually, that's very that, cool. And I would listen to it. That would be great. I'm sure a lot of people use that as like a soundtrack for like meditation or like falling asleep or like relaxing you know <laughs> yeah yeah I know I mean don't don't say that because like I like still think about it I'm like it's a weird thing to do I'm not like an ASMR content creator but people are still like yo where's that ASMR Silmarillion podcast you tweeted yeah, about where's where's that at <laughs> and I was like here's the thing I did a comedy podcast instead instead uh, where I scream <laughs> about eagles and <laughs> yeah 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 Tom Bombadil yeah yeah exactly well, um, today we are talking about one of the more requested topics, actually. We are here talking about memes, which is what I live for. Listeners of the pod, if you don't, if for some reason you don't know, over on the Instagram account, Tolkien About Pod, I have I discovered a very niche talent a couple months into starting this podcast, which is that I am good at creating Lord of the Rings specific memes. <laughs> And I'm like, really, I couldn't have been more talented at something else that's maybe more profitable or employable. But sure, Lord of the Rings <laughs> memes it is. And so uh, the Instagram account really popped off. I will say actually nowadays the followers and the flow is kind of plateaued a bit, but that's okay. That's okay. I am slowly running out of memes. I think uh, I'm, it's coming to an end, I think, but... We'll see when we dive into the summer early and that'll give me new content. I think. Yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. And I was going to say, like, I think we are hitting a renaissance era with uh, like Lord of the Rings um, in Tolkien. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think there's like an oversaturation of Lord of the Rings content right now. And yeah. so I think that has a lot to do with it, too. There's just so much Lord of the Rings content being like pumped into the Internet machine right now. Yeah. Speaking of which, listeners, as this is coming out, originally I planned for this to be the last episode before we do the Silmarillion. But everything that's been coming out about the Rings of Power series, I was like, I really want to do I'm going to do an episode next week talking with someone who has who like has their together in terms of like what this show is about and like can sit down and explain to me as well as more casual fans what is this show about what do all these like little clues mean like who are these people in the pictures exactly uh at the time that we're recording the vanity fair article came out this week and like that was like information overload almost for me I haven't even actually had time to sit down and read the full article because it was so I opened it and just expected it to be like a few little things but like uh-huh. it's a full story yeah. I was like oh my god this is so much to go off of so now. as somebody that doesn't have um a, like a ton of like background knowledge or like exposition on when rings of power kind of like takes place or what's going on is it still exciting to you as a fan oh yeah I I think that makes it more exciting to me because I've seen all of this also like 
negative, terrible backlash from people who are like, well, that's not what Tolkien meant. And like, that's not what Tolkien intended. And they've people were really mad about the biggest thing to come out of the Vanity Fair article was that the timeline has been compressed and everyone was very mad about that. But that Mm. means nothing to me. (laughs) Okay, literally thousands of years we have to fit into uh, probably an eight to 10 episode series. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I mean, like, what did y'all expect? I mean, it's hard. The like The Witcher, I think, is a comparable series to compare that to because they were also covering like thou- like maybe not thousands of years, because I don't know how long like I don't know how old like Geralt is and uh Yennefer and like all these characters. And then you also ha- and then but then you have like Yaskier, who is a mortal man I think <laughs> and so but he looks the same age in every episode I'm like so how many years have passed here and they got a lot of criticism for like how they dealt with like jumping between timelines and just like jumping ahead without right. explaining right. how they jumped ahead so like that's a hard thing to navigate I will say that a lot of fans and I use that term loosely have a hard time understanding that things like what an what adaptation means right and you have to have a kind of a working understanding of tv film media um to understand why things are adapted the way they are and why changes are made the way they are there is no such thing as a true adaptation for anything we we will never Mm -hmm. get a like scene by scene true adaptation that is literally impossible so I I think people just need to measure their expectations when something is being adapted. And I think fans, and again, I use that term loosely, mm-hmm. just should not be so ravenous about changes made. I know that people get like so protective over things they love, but um, I think as a fan, if you're actually a fan, you should be a little more open-minded with these things and a little mm-hmm. more understanding and like, you know, suspend disbelief a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like because I don't, know as much of the like details about like what this world is going to be about and like who these characters are I think that kind of helps me because I have honestly like I have lower expectations I'm going into this just being like what wow what's this going to be about oh that's cool oh dip Galadriel's in armor and has a sword that's amazing I've stared at that picture I think every day okay. since it's come yeah. out <laughs> it's like the background of my phone I, ha- I printed it out it's on my fridge it's in a frame next to my bed I'm like obsessed with it um Here's the thing, as someone that knows Tolkien lore, I know exactly where this is said. I know what they're doing with this show. Like I understand it so well. I still see things and I'm like, okay, this doesn't quite make sense, but I'm still excited because I'm getting more content for my thing I love. Exactly, yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Is that like- And also like for all the people who are like pressed about it, it's like, don't you want there to be more people to talk about this with? No, no, they don't. So here's the thing with- these kinds of people that are like uh, like like very online like keyboard warriors they're so protective of this thing they love because they know so much about it they're they're gatekeepers essentially and I don't Mm. think they want I don't think they want more people to like this content I don't think they want the community to grow because that makes it less special which therefore makes them less special it's it's the whole mentality of like I liked it before I was cool which is so juvenile and so lame and it's like if your personality is so tightly wrapped around a fantasy series and like a book granted very good a very good story if if your identity is so wrapped around how much you know about 
something that is fiction. Like you need to log off. You need to go outside, right. take a lap. <laughs> you know, it's the, very As the strange. youths on TikTok say, go touch grass. Go touch grass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, memes. <laughs> I literally just have so, like, it's so funny for like a series that like I know virtually nothing about. And even like still, like there's still so much for people who for people like yourself who know a lot about the lore, there's still so much to like be revealed, you know. It's just funny that I'm like I, I have like so many strong feelings <laughs> already. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway, onto like less intense topics, memes. I technically have a degree in memes. My uh official degree from college is a mass no, not a master's, <laughs> a, ba- a bachelor's degree. <laughs> In communication studies with a, this is the most liberal arts degree you'll ever hear, with a double minor in anthropology and women and gender studies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That was an accident. I just started taking a bunch of classes and then realized, oh, I have to take one more class and then I can complete the women and gender studies minor. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So anyway, a lot of my communications classes were about digital media and communication in this new era of the internet. One of my last classes I ever took was literally about memes. So I'm going to go into like some like quote unquote scholarly stuff that I just like really nerd out about. And I logged into Quizlet, which if you don't, if people don't know what Quizlet is, it's an online um, like study tool. And basically it makes like virtual flashcards. Back when I was in high school, it was literally just that. You just like went in and typed up flashcards, but like now they have all these tools and stuff. And so I went into my old Quizlet account to find some of this stuff about memes to like look up official definitions and and whatnot. Um, and I was like, look at how smart I used to be. Like, I used to know all these things. Like, wow. And now I'm just an idiot. (laughs) A meme is a digital item with common characteristics that are made in awareness of each other and are transformed and circulated by internet users. So I like this definition because it says a digital item rather than an image. Because at this point in the internet, memes are so many things. Um, There's like, uh, actually, now let's go into the types of memes. I told you I'm a nerd about this. (laughs) (laughs) There are verbal memes, so like phrases for people on TikTok who who are very into TikTok. I would say that a lot of the sounds would (sighs) classify as verbal memes. So for example, one that came to mind is the guy cutting the pizzas and then the other guy narrating it and going it's enough slices yes oh yes 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 that's good it's it's enough slices there's a video meme there are still images and then there is a like secret fourth category that i've called behavioral memes a great example of this would be planking which for some reason in the mid 2000s late mid 2000s whatever um we all thought it was hilarious (laughs) to go lie on stuff planking is a very stupid and dangerous trend basically you lie like a plank in weird places that's it sometimes you get run over welcome to the internet Planking is one of those things where, hey, you either get it or you don't. (laughs) 
and I don't, but I am so excited to be a part of it. Just as flat as possible. That was a, a golden era. Why did we think <laughs> that was funny? Like, but that's I, what, like, that's what everyone did. Yeah. You know, two, 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 two. And what I find so fascinating about memes um, is that it's something that is it's a like cultural thing that brings people together and a lot of times it transcends countries and languages where like you can see an image and still get the same meaning from it regardless of whether like you speak English or you speak Chinese or you speak you know and what's interesting is that within those you know people's own geographic areas they have their own specific memes that we don't even know about it's just really cool (laughs) it's true and TikTok has showed me that in regards to like regional memes because yeah I see like Indian TikTok Like what is going on over in India is so creative and so funny and so different, but their trends are so much different than like what I see over like whatever we're doing over here. So yeah, that's really interesting to think about. It's absolutely fascinating. So anyway, yeah. So like I could go into a whole thing just talking about like the general topic of memes. So instead of doing that, I'm actually going to recommend listeners if this at all interests you. There's a podcast by um, NPR's Boston station called Endless Thread, and it's technically a a Reddit podcast where they dive into Reddit stories, but they just recently did a whole series about memes and had on um, people like Scumbag Steve. Oh, my. Oh, my god! They had on the overly attached girlfriend. Um, (gasps) Who are some other people they had? Like, they had on a whole. And then they had on people from kind of like we're talking about people from different countries where like in their country, they became a meme. Oh, my gosh. I had never heard of it before. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I'm so excited to listen to this. It's a real like it's literally one of my favorite podcasts because I mean, like, I love NPR. Um, (laughs) I'm like a classic, like liberal millennial. I'm like, yeah, give me that NPR. Um, So anyway, I highly recommend checking that out if, you know, this topic at all interests you. So now diving into the specifics of Lord of the Rings memes. Going on, if you go on to knowyourmeme.com and you type in Lord of the Rings, here are some of the main ones that come up, the biggest ones. The first one is, of course, one does not simply. And I I would say this is like even... If we were just talking about the general topic of memes, this one would yes. still come up, you yes. know, even if you didn't have that filter of Lord of the Rings. Yes. This is like prime, early, golden, like I, I, I said golden era um, of, <laughs> of internet meme. Yes. Of, it's a still image with giant all caps impact font on it. Yes, that and the, and that was the meme format for a for a while. Just mm-hmm. a, an an image with that bold font, and like you said, even outside of Lord of the Rings, to me, as someone who has been on the internet for one hundred years, this is <laughs> this is to me the time frame, the early two thousands time frame around two thousand three, two thousand four, where memes really ramped up and picked up speed. Yes, um, and I think it has a lot to do with something awful.com because they yes. were yeah they were creating and circulating th- these 
kinds of memes in this format a lot. And that was a very, very, very popular website for the time. Um, but this is like when memes to me, like really kicked off as something like that's when they went viral and like stayed viral. And now, and yeah. as we talked about pre-show, it, memes have just evolved into something just totally existential and strange. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's kind of like when people play clips of the women's Olympics gymnastics events from like 1964, the women jump up in the air and do like one somersault and then land <laughs> and then they get like a gold medal. And then now you have like Simone Biles doing like 20 flips in the air and she may not even, you know, qualify for a bronze at this point, you know. That's like a really good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's like that where we look back at something like one does not simply and we kind of laugh at what memes used to be. Yeah. Um, and then you look at them nowadays where especially TikTok has just like really ramped it up into a totally different field, you know, where there's so many TikTok trends where it comes across my For You page and I'm like, this already has 20 layers to it and I don't even know where the first layer began. Oh, yes, yes. And it's crazy how like simplistic memes were in the early 2000s. It was like almost like just Puritan in nature. And that was like peak comedy to us. And now like we've evolved and like, you know, and then Vine came around and Vine kind of started, Vine Vine started introducing, you know, the video meme format and TikTok kind of took that and ran. And now like memes as a whole are like just evolving at a pace that I can't keep up with. And it is just so interesting to see as someone who like, was so engrossed in mm. the early days of memes where that Boromir meme with the impact font was like peak comedy to me. So good. Yeah. So, like it really was like this, like nothing is going to get funnier than this. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you mentioned something awful that was, I, I believe that was the website where like the first you know, use of one does not simply walk into Mordor. Was it? Was posted yeah, or I'm used. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, and then like from there it spread. It's really funny because I, I had never heard of something awful. When I think of like a meme website, I think of ICanHasCheeseburger.com. <laughs> um, are you familiar with YTMND? No. So these <gasps> are all things that like are pre- like, I was on the internet at that time, but because I was a kid, I wasn't on those kinds of websites, you know? That's good. <laughs> so it's just really funny to, like, yeah, read about yeah, all yeah. of these websites that, like, at the time were so prolific. And then now it's just like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. yep, um, yep. But yeah, that actually is where one does not simply originated or is thought to be originated. What I find interesting is that when you go back and you watch Lord of the Rings, for people who maybe the one person listening who you're in a road trip and your friend made you listen to this podcast and you have no clue what this is from, this is from the Council of Elrond scene in Fellowship of the Ring and they're discussing how to destroy the ring. Elrond reveals it can only be destroyed in the fires of Mount Doom and Boromir kind of closes his eyes in exasperation and has his hands on his head and says, One does not simply walk into Mordor. But what I think is interesting is that the image for this meme doesn't come until he is referring to the great eye of Sauron watching over Mordor. So the image isn't from 
when he says one does not simply walk into Mordor. But I do remember the first time I watched Fellowship of the Ring and I was like, oh my God, there it is. He said it. Yes, he did it. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Um, There is something interesting about that scene um, where that, that meme originated from is um, so they wrote Boromir's script, I believe, like that day or the night before. Um, so when you see Sean Bean reading uh, or like reciting his lines, you you see him and he's like, and when you go back and watch the films, you'll see this clear as day. He's looking down and then he looks up and says his lines. And it's because he has a script on his lap. Yeah. Yeah. I heard so yeah, funny because they were like constantly rewriting not just for him they were rewriting that whole scene because like that's a very it's like it's like 35 40 pages in the book it's like insane to adapt yeah (laughs) i mean the film the the films at large were constantly being reworked like day of scene of like they would you know film a scene and then peter jackson would be like actually let's rework this and then refilm it and then yeah speaking of sean bean he has acknowledged that he he is aware that this meme is his legacy yeah oh my gosh has he really that is so wonderful sean bean seems wonderful um that is so cute he probably loves that i mean but like can you imagine like you're an actor and you're doing all these (laughs) films and you have all these parts and then oh my gosh you're in one of the greatest trilogies of all time as one of the like more iconic characters from this series and then like the thing that you will be forever memorialized by is a meme the meme mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. that so is that is so funny. Uh, one does not simply the next major one is they're taking the hobbits to <gasps> isengard Oh my gosh yeah that was that has been around for a while right yeah okay so this is one of my favorite meme formats because like this has been reworked so many times and it's funny every time yeah yeah the, like this and again this was okay so on august 18th 2005 artist erwin beekveld submitted a video titled they're taking the hobbits to isengard to the flash website albino black sheep oh my i am gosh. actually i yeah i am i am actually familiar with albino black sheep. oh this is like my childhood oh my gosh but yeah yeah oh so, my God. the amount of recovered memories just from hearing that name that, yeah right it was later like uploaded to youtube by various people and so like that's how it spread and i tried very hard i internet stalked erwin beekfeld and tried very hard to find a way to contact him because i wanted to talk to him about creating this video and i think i found his work email but i decided to not (laughs) i was like that seems like a boundary i shouldn't yeah like i looked him up on linkedin That's so funny. I'm surprised he's like not more online considering. Yeah. So Erwin, if you're listening, (laughs) I'd love to have you on and talk about this. Um, But yeah, this uh, idea of remixing 
movie lines and stuff into like a musical video is something that was very popular in you know mid 2000s also kind of you know goes hand in hand with like the concept of auto-tuning and so that that goes in you know that goes into the what's the he's climbing in your windows snatching your people up you know yes oh my gosh what a good example yeah so um I forget (laughs) what that video is called and that was another episode that Endless Thread did by the way they did a whole episode on that and remix and like auto-tuning and I think they had that guy that's amazing that's amazing yeah amazing I I did not realize (laughs) that um they're taking the hobbits to Isengard that format was from like 2005 but YouTube started in 2005 or 2006 right yeah so this was yeah this was created probably pre either pre YouTube or like because I think yeah I think YouTube came around 2005 2006 I can't remember okay yeah if it was in the time of YouTube it was definitely like pre all these like other viral like remix autotune videos you know but like that was definitely a really popular trend. The one that came to mind when I first heard about this video, I had never heard they're taking the hobbits to Isengard until I did this podcast. When someone first told me about it, I was like, oh, is that like the why is the rum gone video? someone remixed Pirates of the Caribbean with all these different lines and like sounds just from the movie into like a song. And so it's very similar in nature. That video and to the point where I thought they were made by the same people, but that was made a couple years later by a different person. So it's very possible that they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard like kicked off this trend, you know? Yeah, I, I think so. Like, now, like thinking back, that timeline makes so much sense to me because I was there, you know, I was there and I was in I was it. There. What does Elrond say? I was there 3,000 years, years ago, ago or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, another notable thing about this is that on June 29th, 2013, Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson uploaded a video in which Orlando Bloom, dressed as Legolas, sings along with taking the, Ob- the Hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> Do Isengard, do Isengard, do Isengard. And this was filmed, I believe, on either his last day or towards the end of filming The Hobbit. And so Orlando Bloom got in on the joke. And I love that, like, same with Sean Bean saying, like, yeah, this meme is my legacy. I love that the cast and, like, Peter Jackson are all, like, they fully embrace all of these, like, internet memes that come I out. love that so much. And it, in a weird way, lends to, like, the wholesomeness of Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. You know, that the cast, like, gets it. They're not offended. They're not like, this is my art. They, like, appreciate the fan made content, no matter how weird it is. And like they're on board. It's just like, ah, it's so good. I love that. Right. Yeah. And so one more meme that I'll kind of do a more deep dive into is actually one of the earliest um, memes slash like a pre-internet meme and it's Frodo lives. And this is something that a couple episodes ago, guest Allie Gordon talked to me about Frodo Lives and I'd never heard of it. It's so cool. I love hearing about all these pre-internet memes um, or like the like 
the earliest concept of like what we would think of as a meme. So the catchphrase Frodo lives was used by fans of Lord of the Rings back in the 60s, and it was often associated with hippie counterculture, um, and it kind of grew in popularity because it followed the boom of Lord of the Rings in the U.S. especially happened when the when the paperbacks were published in the 60s. And so it grew in popularity from there. People would frequently graffiti it. It was featured on like buttons and pins and stuff. Some people will say, oh, this is something that fans say as a way to, uh, it's like a debate about Frodo's fate at the end of Lord of the Rings. And it's like, oh, does he live? Does he not live? Because he goes off to the Undying Lands, you know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the like more widespread meaning of it at the time um, when the Vietnam War was going on, and again, associating with that like hippie counterculture, is because Frodo is seen as just like, he's just like an everyday guy. He's just a little guy, and he sort of, like, he does volunteer for this quest, but at the same time, like, he doesn't really have much of a choice, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So he has to go on this seemingly impossible mission. Along the way, like, all of the big, all of the big guys, like, the the people who have power more than him, like Gandalf, Elrond, Aragorn, they eventually you know drop off leaving him to handle everything for his own you know and that's you know of course that's like an oversimplification of like what happens but like so it's essentially you know this story of this everyday guy who goes off to do the impossible that is thought to be a suicide mission but he prevails regardless of all of these obstacles um and comes back and Frodo lives. And so that's where where it came from. It was so it was kind of a way for people who were um, you know, opposed to the Vietnam War or everything that was happening at the time to be like, hey, like we'll still prevail. Like they they can't kick us down for long, you know, we'll get back up again. Wow. So I just learned something. That is incredible. Isn't that so cool? It's very I, lo- cool. I love that. Yeah. So I was familiar with Frodo Lives and like the general campaign, but not like the history and like the very deep meaning of it. So that is very dope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are those are kind of, uh, I would say the three like major ones. Uh, some other ones that I'll just like mention and list off real quick. Everyone You have no power here. All right, then. Keep your secrets. Oh, my gosh. A good one. Yeah. (laughs) For Frodo, Aragorn running off into, you know, to charge into battle. One that I just don't, I've like never really laughed at or like I get why people like it. But one that I just don't really care for is potatoes. Boil him, mash him, stick him in his stew. I'm not into it. I'm over it. I've never liked it. I think Sam okay, is, cool. is very cute for liking potatoes. Like I drew an illustration of Sam for my website where he has like potato eyes, you know, and, it, and, and <laughs> I think that is like very cute. But the meme is just like not funny to me. I guess it's just like very lowbrow humor. Yes. Yeah. Right? Okay, cool. We're on the set. Yeah. I yeah. Pre- like 
Sam, also, I love like I Good. love potatoes too. I love me some starches. You know, I'm Irish. I love potatoes. Like <laughs> exactly. And like Sam can do no wrong, but the meme is just not funny to me, and it never yeah, has. Yeah, I think it's overplayed a bit. You know, uh, whenever someone tags me in a in a, in a potato meme, I die a little bit inside. It takes like three years <laughs> off my life. <laughs> Um, and then uh, one more that is kind of more, it's like an inside, it's like a fandom meme. I feel like it's meta <laughs> is when you are watching Two Towers and Aragorn kicks the helmet. Everyone knows the piece of trivia that is about to come at, you know, it's like this unspoken rule that like you have to turn to whoever you're watching it with. And regardless of whether or not you both already know this fact, someone always has to say, did you know that Viggo Mortensen actually broke his toes and they kept that for the final cut of the movie? I I can also do without that. That I think to me, to me personally, (gasps) like I get it. And it, but it's to overplayed. Me, it's overplayed. It's overplayed. Um, but again, it's another one of those memes or those facts that people tag me in 47 times a day. Yeah. See, I find humor in it because I think the humor is that literally no, there's no one alive who doesn't already know that. And so for me, that's the joke is that we already, like everyone already okay. knows that. See, I like, <laughs> I like your perspective on it and it kind of changes it for me a little bit, my perspective. Okay, cool. um, yeah, yeah. So it does change it because I just think people think that they're telling me something that it's like, I thought everybody knew this. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, it, it because so that's where like the meta thing come. Where like I think it started out as genuinely being like, oh my god, look at this like cool piece of trivia that we're all gonna share. And like, oh my god, isn't Viggo Mortensen so amazing that like he kept acting and like that was the best take. And like as you're watching the movie. He, like, that's him in real life breaking his toes, you know? And so, like, I think it started out from there, but it became <laughs> yeah, yeah. so prolific that the joke is no one else needs to say it. And yeah. almost, okay. you know, you can even, like, leave it unspoken. Yeah. I actually made a TikTok recently kind of... So I made a TikTok with that joke in mind about, like, the helmet kick that, like, it's implied that I'm about to say, did you know that Vika Mortensen? And then in response to that, TikTok kind of like taking off a bit and like based on the comments where there are people who wanted to, so I've called this the helmet paradox (laughs) in which (laughs) um, people, like you want everyone around you to know that you are in on the joke, that you know that Viggo Mortensen broke his toes. But how do you let people know that you already know that (laughs) without saying it? Right. Okay. 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 Yes. Because as soon as you say it, as soon as you say, did you know that Viggo Mortensen, that kind of breaks it down because then it's like, yeah, that's the whole joke is that we can watch this clip and no one has to say it and we all know it. You know, <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point. Like at this point, I've broken I, yeah, my brain yeah, thinking I mean, about that. So, but yeah. anyway, yeah. So, like, those are what I would consider some of the more major memes. Um, a lot of people sent me. Uh, I asked on Twitter for examples of you know the more popular or famous Lord of the Rings memes, and a lot of people sent me like 
parody videos or like SNL sketches. I wouldn't necessarily consider those memes. Those are just, you know, funny parodies and writing and whatnot. But to me, a meme is something that you can adapt and put your own like creative or humorous touch on it to like bring something, bring a new joke to the table. Right, exactly. Absolutely agree. I'm sure that that is by no means an extensive list of all of the Lord of the Rings memes out there. Obviously, I would know because I am still making memes all the time. (laughs) Um, Christy, I asked you to think of some of your favorite Lord of the Rings memes or like what came to mind? What did you come up with? Yeah. Okay. So, and like I was telling you before, I kind of like have more like meme formats that I think are Mm -hmm. great because it's hard to just pick specific memes that you think are funny, especially when you've seen like 2 million Lord of the Rings memes. How do you pick a favorite? Um, One of my favorite formats though, uh, and you will, I think everybody knows this one pretty well is it's of Bilbo Baggins uh, looking down at the ring and it says, after all, why not? Why shouldn't I keep it? But it's always, but they Photoshop the ring to be literally yeah. anything else, like anything yes. else, you know? And I love that one so much for me, that format works. Cause you can Photoshop him holding anything and it's, and, and it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, and it's so funny. Uh, so I love that one a lot. I also love, there's one where it shows like Eowyn, and she's like, I think I'm in love with you, Aragorn. And then it cuts to like a picture of Aragorn and it just is like a red receipt, <laughs> which like, yeah. which hurts me every time, oh, but it is like yeah. funny, I guess. I, I, I love Eowyn so I saw much. a meme <laughs> recently and it was a picture of like, it was Eowyn and Aragorn talking and Eowyn says, I got two tickets to my favorite movie. And then Aragorn responds, cool. So you can see it twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh my god. I hate that there's so Uh, many memes. There's so many memes like dogging on Eowyn because she's a very beloved character to me. I have an Eowyn tattoo. Like love her. Um, but the memes where where they're dogging her are pretty funny. I have to admit. Like it hurts, but like you still have to laugh. Yeah. A bit, you know. Yeah. Um, and so okay, so here is something. Let me get your, as like a meme historian, let me get your opinion on this. Um, So something that I feel like is very prominent and viral now within just memes in general or like the content creation community is just Twitter screenshots. Like, yeah, it's just Twitter, like screenshots of someone who tweeted something about a certain subject. And so there are so many funny people on Twitter tweeting about Lord of the Rings. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of my favorites, um, and this joke, and I don't know who the original person is because people steal jokes and rework them all the time on Twitter. It's unfortunate, but, you know, it is the way it is. And some people do have parallel thinking. I don't think everything's stolen. I think we all kind of have the same thoughts. Oh, yeah. um, so I don't know who the original person, because I've seen this kind of posted a couple times, um, but it is a a Twitter screenshot and it says, uh, Tolkien spends 40 years developing a 6,000 year span of histories, cultures, and cosmologies for multiple races and civilizations, including full linguistic systems in service of his fantasy epic. Also Tolkien, the tree's name is Treebeard. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so, and I've seen that kind of circulating, but, um, it is interesting that like, I like Twitter screenshots are like almost a meme yeah, format in and of themselves. It's definitely something that like 
that that's something else that like as the internet grows older that like there will be Facebook posts it'll be a screenshot of a Tumblr post that someone tweeted that someone then shared that tweet on a Facebook page right and it's like what is happening here yeah it's all about just sharing jokes on as many platforms as possible I think Absolutely. Oh, another format I really like that I think works well with uh, Lord of the Rings content is um, it's the format of the guy in the blue sweater holding the mug sitting at a table outside with a banner at the front and it says change my mind. Right. Yeah. So I love that. And there's a million Lord of the Rings takes on like change my mind. Um, Like Pippin took aka fool of a took single-handedly saved the white city of Gondor changed my mind. So (laughs) I really love that meme format because it allows people to kind of express their opinion or their thought or their theory on Lord of the Rings um, Mm -hmm. using this this format um, in a way that's like really fun and like irreverent. Just so many. And you covered so many, like um, the they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Um, I love that one. And I love uh, just the still picture of Legolas with like the caption underneath. And they just changed Isengard to like literally anything else. And there's like a follow-up image. And a good example of that would be the classic, they're taking the hobbits to Flavortown and then it just cuts the Guy Fieri. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's also, and again, I would say that's like the combining, like the layering of memes because like Guy Fieri is definitely like a meme in and of himself, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So it just, it, again, layers. Ogres. Have layers, onions have layers, uh, yeah. memes have layers. <laughs> memes have layers. Yeah, so those are some of my favorite ones for sure. I Those are, yeah, those are all excellent. I think we did a really good job of covering like, or at least hitting on some of the more major Lord of the Rings memes or memes that have like come out of Lord of the Rings. I asked on Instagram because that is where like, my meme content lives. I asked for my followers to tell me what are the favorite memes of yours that I have made. Oh, um, I love and that. I'm not gonna, I was like really surprised to see because, like, I can easily go through and be like, okay, this one has the most likes, but I was really surprised to see, like, oh my god, I'm so glad that, like, this specific one that like I found really funny but didn't get a lot of likes I'm so glad that someone also found this really funny you know some of the more some of the main ones that people found funny um (laughs) god I laugh every time um it's the dialogue it's from brother bear this year I lost my dear husband Edgar quit telling everyone I'm dead sometimes I can still hear his voice I've used that format twice. I've used it for Denethor during the oh my Battle God. of Pelennor Fields going, uh-huh. this year I lost my dear son Faramir. Quit telling everyone I'm dead. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, and I used it for The Hobbit at the end of The Hobbit when Bilbo returns. And it's Lobelia Saxville Baggins saying, this year I lost my dear cousin Bilbo. And then Bilbo saying, quit telling everyone I'm dead. <laughs> that is so niche. And the great thing about super niche memes like that is like when they hit, they hit. They hit. They're yes. so good. Another one that's done really well. <laughs> so... It's from BuzzFeed Unsolved. If uh, you don't know BuzzFeed Unsolved, I have, they're like just a really funny duo, Shane Madey and Ryan Bergara. Um, and this is, I, I went 
to the video that this screen cap was taken from and they don't actually say so that's what I find funny is that there are a lot of memes or like reaction images I'll find where the actual text like the actual image that has gone viral isn't actually what they say so I went back in this video and they never actually say this in the video someone just edited that and that went viral and so it's one of them saying maybe the real treasure was the friends we made along the way and then the ne- the other guy says no I want my gold and so this is Bilbo during the Hobbit versus oh, man. foreign uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like without I feel like without context that's the conclusion I would have drawn yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Another one is, again, Saxville, Baggins, and Bilbo. Just anytime you joke about, like, a character being, like, someone wanting them to be dead, but, like, they're not actually dead, from Emperor's New Groove. He's still alive! Well, he's not as dead as we would have hoped. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That movie is so good. I love, I think there's, there's another, I think there's another meme in here that someone liked um i can't remember that I, I i did another one from emperor's new groove and i feel like like emperor's new groove is great for meme content <laughs> it is um slept on for sure a really specific one that like i find hilarious and it's ne- anytime i've made this joke it's never gotten the reception i want it to be but someone said this was one of their favorites and i was like thank you it's from the sweet life of zach and cody how do you lose a woman you forget to cherish her. And I edited this to be, how do you lose an int wife? You forget to cherish her. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. That is like deep lore sad. <laughs> that is so good. Again, that yeah, that niche content. And then the last one that I'll always be bitter when I see this one, because this was kind of when my Instagram memes started picking up speed and I realized, oh, there are people on this, there are people following me on this account who have no clue that this account is for a podcast. Like they don't like, I initially created this Instagram account as a way, you know, to promote my podcast. Um, And then it turned into every time I release an episode, I make a meme somewhat related to either what we talk about in that episode or what happens in the story at that point. And that's when like the Instagram account started really picking up speed. It is because of this meme that I started putting a watermark on the things that I made. So because smart. this meme got taken and reshared on, I believe, a Reddit thread somewhere and it did not credit me. And then all of a sudden I was seeing it on like random fan pages and it made me so mad because I'm like, I'm a small creator and I made this as a way to promote my podcast. And now here it is out there in the world without my name attached to it. And like, thousands hundreds of thousands of people have liked it on various platforms and it just gets and every now and then it'll show up in my like discover feed no and you like and you want to feel good about it because you're like i made that but you can't feel good about that yeah so it's an image it's from brooklyn 99 
which is also one of my favorite shows. <laughs> Amazing. So good. And and so like that's also why I was really proud of this because I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like there are a lot of times when I make these memes where I just like I literally have a folder called me blank meme ideas and it's just like meme formats and I go through and I'll be like, okay, what fits this? But this was something that like the thought occurred to me as I was watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I saw this scene and I was like, that would make a great meme. And then I turned it into one and it became successful. Um, So it's Gina Linetti and she's dancing in the forefront of the image. Yes. And she has headphones on and her eyes closed. And so she's like dancing. And then in the background, there's like a fight going on with like cops. I know the format. Yeah. And so it says Bilbo chilling in Rivendell after leaving his nephew an evil ring he stole once. Oh, no. So that's Gina being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in the background with the fight is the events of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, Bilbo's no. just oblivious to everything around him. That, you made that. Yeah. Have you I seen have it? Seen, uh, everywhere. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I made it. Yeah. And, and so that, when I uh, see it, wow. I try and and like people, my followers will, when they see it out in the wild and I haven't been credited, they will comment and be like, Thank you. about Pod is the one yeah. who made this meme. You should credit her. I like so appreciate that. That is good to know. Yeah. Most of the times those comments just get missed. Yeah. And then and, and like I've messaged. There have been like multiple fan pages and accounts and stuff that post that meme multiple times. And I've messaged them, you know, the first time and been like, you need to credit me. And then they'll post it again a couple months later. And my name's not attached to it again. And I'm like, Come on, like we just did this. So that one's really frustrating. But at the same time, I am I am at least proud that like there's something out there in the wild of the internet that I created. That is amazing. I mean, I've seen it everywhere and it's so funny. And Brooklyn Nine-Nine is hilarious. And that is yes. like the perfect format. Oh, it's man. a great yeah it's a great meme format and like I, I love those kinds of memes where there's something chaotic happening in the background and then there's a character in the front just like completely like oblivious or like going about their day <laughs> oh my gosh I love that so much so yeah those are memes y'all <laughs> <laughs> those are memes um those that memes. is so cute that you asked your fans to pick like their favorite memes because those are all so solid. I also just found it really fun to see like what's like what's the humor of my followers? Like which ones do they appreciate? There's someone commented on again, this is another like really niche one, but it's it says J.R.R. Tolkien. And when the hobbits return to the Shire, they discover that not even your own home is safe from the darkness of the world, referring to the scouring of the Shire. Yep, yep, yep. And then Peter Jackson. And it's an image from a very Potter musical. And Harry Potter is holding up and it says, well, the medallion says that's dumb. So we're not going to do that. <laughs> and it's so specific. It's <laughs> very specific. But That's people so liked it, you know? Yeah, because the niche ones hit. <laughs> they hit. Oh, my God. It's so great. Yeah. So and it, it's really fun to see, like, where our various interests overlap. And so, like, those Very Potter musical, I've posted a few other ones that pull from Very Potter musical or those creators. And so, like, finding out that, like, there's overlap between these fandoms. There's overlap between Brooklyn Nine-Nine. 
almost everyone always appreciates, not so much nowadays, but a John Mulaney quote usually goes pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I think we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see how that worked for a while. I think now we're like on, on the <laughs> downturn with not John so, Mulaney. Yeah, not so much anymore. Oh. Yeah. Let's see. Avatar, The Last Airbender. I've used the joke of secret tunnel like a million times because there are so many times in this series where the characters use a secret tunnel of some kind. Oh, they love a secret tunnel. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, that that's that that was a really this is a uh, obviously as you can tell like I love talking about the internet and like how it brings us together and I love seeing like the creativity of people and like what they do and bringing their own senses of humor to it and then like we've talked about how this evolution of memes has happened and like that's totally to the credit of Gen Z being these like insanely creative witty people who they're also like becoming you know increasingly tech savvy so like back in the day editing the giant impact font on top of an image like that was as tech savvy as you got you know but nowadays if you want if like you have a meme go viral or something it's because like it was a it was a a video and there was music and there was green screen and there was all this other editing going on so uh it's just really fun to like look back through this kind of look at these memes of lord of the rings such as one does not simply and think of them as like these time capsules and like these moments in history that like we look at one does not simply and we know what the world was like at that time almost absolutely it is like a time capsule like i exactly i am transported anytime i see like an old meme like that one does not simply or like what's the one with the wolf it has a name um but same same format just like the screaming wolf with the impact font yeah all those memes like it takes you back in time yeah there's um bad luck brian bad luck brian yes (laughs) penguin one oh yeah that like there was this era of the internet where people would just pick an animal and that represented a certain idea or personality or feeling yeah what are these let's see yeah it's so interesting to me that we were just like assigning animals kind of like these weird irreverent okay the penguin like means socially awkward penguin penguin. yeah 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 who just like who decided that like okay this picture of a penguin is going to represent social awkwardness you know and then I i think it's rage wolf is the other one yes rage wolf yeah it is yeah oh my like it's just so funny just such a it was simpler times you know simpler times (laughs) back then yeah man well christy thank you so much for joining me this was such a fun time um where can people find you on the internet and what would you like to share with the audience so you can find my podcast at you have my and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at christy pride k-r-y-s-t-i-p-r-y-d-e very confusing um and if you're interested in a chain mail and or mithril you can check out my chainmail store at airmail.com and that is H E I R M A I L L E dot com. Again, so that's like you're in a spelling bee. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about as a proud member of WBE. If you want to learn more about I have tried to record this part four times. 
Go to WBNE.org if you would like to learn more about our network. Holy cow, the words finally came. Okay. You can check out all of our shows, such as Bacon and Eggs. Good job, words. You did it. The cover is by Vaishan Brandon. You can support him on Instagram at Vaishan Designs. You can get merch for That's What I'm Talking About by going to tpublic.com slash user slash pod. Like I mentioned in this episode, if you want to get in on the meme action, at Tolkien About Pod on Instagram is where it's at. And like I've mentioned in previous episodes, at Tolkien About Pod on Twitter is where to go if you want in real time reactions and thoughts to all of the Rings of Power news. More on that coming up in a second. You can find me on Twitter at MCWhatsApp and Instagram at MCTurnDownForWhat. You can support the cut. Kill me! You can support the podcast by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash Pod to explore the different tiers and perks that are available. The February newsletter is finally out. I'm so sorry, y'all. I did not realize that February is now almost over. That's my B. But also it's not my B because February is the shortest month. Or you can become a sponsor of the podcast like, oh, we have someone new. I apologize if you have joined Patreon recently and you haven't gotten a shout out yet. I hadn't added the new people to my list. So Christina... Owlette? Is that how you say your last name? I am so sorry. Um, But thank you for becoming a sponsor and supporting That's What I'm Talking About. I really appreciate that. If you like what you're listening to, please remember to rate and review. Next week, we are not doing the Silmarillion. I know, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. I keep putting it off. This portion of the podcast has as many endings as there are endings in Return of the King, but I swear next week is the last episode before we begin the Silmarillion. I originally didn't plan to, but all this Rings of Power stuff was coming out and I was getting overwhelmed. So we're going to sit down and talk about it with someone who knows what they're talking about. (laughs) See what I did there. Um, And it was really nice to get all of those confusing thoughts sorted out and be able to start looking forward to the series now. So there's nothing you need to do to prepare for next week's episode. Just sit back, relax, and start hunting down a copy of The Silmarillion. Or, you know, don't. You don't have to because I'm going to tell you what's happening. So, I mean, it's up to you. Whatever. Well, again, thank you so much. Well, first, I need to ask, what is your cat's name? <laughs> my cat's name is Behemoth. Um, you guys can't oh see. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And we just call him Bingus because he is, as you can see, he is a baby. It's so funny you say that because literally, so I'm in the process of looking for a dog to adopt. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, like dog names and stuff. And literally just this morning, I was thinking, it's so funny that like cat names, like there are cat owners <laughs> out there and they name their cats something like she devil or trash can yeah. <laughs> and then dogs are like bingo yeah biscuit you know i know lola <laughs> and then oh my the cats like oh my god that's garbage can <laughs> that, that's garbage can yeah so behemoth <laughs> so funny that's so great behemoth so behemoth is a final fantasy reference so it's a nerdy name to give him credit because he is not a tough guy as you can see you guys can't see in the podcast obviously but i have been holding my cat like in my arms like a baby bouncing him oh, he is a uh, boy he is extremely codependent and he is just like he's like love ha- that he's like perched half on my shoulder I'm, I'm bouncing him and patting him on the back like he's a human baby that's what um, i was gonna say that's what i do with my nephew <laughs> yeah like this exact thing right um so uh, yeah i love that yeah anyway <laughs> thank you for coming on do you have any parting words for the audience i don't i i don't like being put on the spot. <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't have we anything. We can close it out right now. I got now. nothing for you guys. 
And that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm.